0: Hi, this is Hope.
1: This is Kareem.
0: Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No me Athlete Radio. Hello, and welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio, episode 150. I'm Matt Frazier with Doug Hay, and we are on separate sides of the country today, Doug, aren't we? We are. We're quite far away. This is maybe the most, most distant we've ever had between us when we did a podcast (laughs) maybe and and you know i'm feeling a little
1: distant from you too i I don't like i don't like it when you're not around you know
0: no well i'm kind of enjoying the the break (laughs) it's been kind of nice okay um yeah so i uh i was i've been away for quite a while sort of a while nine days or so for me uh which is a while i don't tend to tend to go away from home and the kids for that long that often but i went to uh remedy food live event in toronto where i spoke with a bunch of great speakers and that was a really really fun weekend i was there with my dad and we got to explore the city of toronto which is a really awesome city i have never been there uh but it's like really vegan friendly but also just a really vibrant fun clean energetic city so it it was a really good place and i would highly recommend anyone go there or anyone go out to these uh these remedy food events there are going to be more of them next year i'm going to probably very likely be speaking at one or two more of them uh in you know this fall or next spring. So uh look for that. And now I'm at uh, the Stanford Inn in Mendocino for this vegan running retreat that I'm doing with Sid Garza Hillman, and it's been really, really nice. As you know, Doug, because you ran the the race out here, you know all about these beautiful ocean cliff views on the runs.
1: Yeah, it is so gorgeous out there. I guess I mean, I guess I knew what it was probably going to be like, but it didn't really come together until I was out there and. Running along the cliffs, you're going on a couple of runs a day, right?
0: Yes, we're doing two runs a day, which has has been a lot. My legs are oh. definitely feeling it.
1: <laughs> are they all trail runs?
0: No, uh, about half of them are trail runs. Okay, but the ones that aren't are still like paths along the ocean, so like, they're, they're yeah. just really nice. It's not like we're on the regular old roads. Super cool. Uh, no, yeah, that's great. like so that's what you said about it. Didn't really come together till you were out here. Is how this retreat has been for me. Like I I knew it would be fun, and I, I've been to the inn before. So I knew it was nice here, but I was only here for a night. Um, But you know, I was kind of like lumping it in with the Toronto trip, and it's a nine day thing away from home. And you know, I think of it as as work, but really cool work, but but work nonetheless. But once I got out here, I just realized how nice the setting is, and uh, you know, there's lots of downtime built in. So I've gotten to do some sauna stuff, spend some time in the hot tub. I know, done some extra meditation. Get my get my meditation on. (laughs) <laughs> and have been eating really good food and it's just it's just been a really, really nice three, four days. Uh and, and everyone who's here is is really feeling the same way, I think. It's, it's been a really good event. So we're gonna do another one in October. Uh and that if you go to com slash retreat, you can uh get some information about that. It'll redirect you to Stanford Inn's vegan running retreat site. And uh I, I hope some people listening to this will will come. We're Sid and I are gonna put together some kind of video that sort of like now that we can actually have see what it's like i I feel like people will, uh if they can, if we can convey the sense of how how nice and relaxing and fun it is i think mm-hmm. uh we'll get a lot of people to come for the next one i hope so so anyway
1: and you're, do- you're doing some yoga too right
0: doing yoga also every day yep that's been very fun and it's it's not like the kind of yoga where it just kills you like most <laughs> unfortunately most yoga yeah, I'm just dying for the class to be over, and so that we can go back into <laughs> child's pose like, or whatever and just be done. Like because you're bored or because no, because uh, it's it hurts. painful. Like you're holding these poses and you just like can't wait for the instructor to say, "Okay, like <laughs> now go to this next thing." Uh, it hasn't been anything like that because the guy who's doing it is running with us a lot, so he knows kind of that we're running twice a day and that it's hard and everybody's tired. Um, so it's been a very like focusing on breathing and some gentle stretches, but nothing really that strenuous so it's my kind of yoga for sure
1: very nice so i like is, it yeah
0: it's been really nice so that's uh that's what i got what we're doing today though is something a little bit different than usual we are calling it summer running camp summer running camp <laughs> have you ever been to a real running camp doug
1: uh i've been to a cross-country camp oh, in yeah? high school yeah that like with like the team not very much fun no, it wasn't very much fun, especially <laughs> back then when I didn't really like running very much. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was it was pretty miserable. But um, Well, hopefully this, this a, will be...
0: This will this be... is
1: not going to be a miserable camp. This no. is going to be a great camp. By the end of it, we're going to all There's be gonna... some camp
0: songs, and it's yes. going to be great. But, and no group showers. <laughs> no group showers. No, and no, and all no... individual stalls. Yes. Yep. And own beds. No dormitory style sleeping or anything. So, uh, yes, we're going to do, <laughs> over the course of this summer, we're going to do, I don't know, four or five kind of back-to-basics running running fundamentals, and we're calling it No Meet Athlete Radio Summer Running Camp, and, uh, you know, I hope people like that. And if they don't, then I don't care. We're, we're going to keep doing it. So we're going to do yeah. five of these. Should be good. Uh, I hope, hope it'll be good. And why don't you, Doug, tell everyone what we're, what we're focusing on today, what our number one Perhaps maybe the most fundamental of fundamentals when it comes to running. Uh, what
1: think, is it? I think it probably is. Well, you know, we were going through these. Uh, this idea. <clears throat> excuse me. We were going through this idea, and we were listing out some of the fundamentals of running. And really, the first place that I think everyone should start with, with you know, not it's not speed, it's not form, it's not gear and shoes and all that. I mean, the first thing is just to build a consistent running routine. So to build can be consistently running you know three four five times a week and if you can start doing that no matter how ugly it is no matter how long or short it is if you can start doing that that's the foundation that everything else will build on
0: yeah it's the foundation and it's it's also like if you can just get yourself consistently running what however many times per week that means but just keeping that up month in month out that's i mean that that to me is how you get better as a runner all the other stuff you you can it all helps you for sure speed work having the right form a proper training plan i mean all that stuff helps you for sure but when i think about me as a brand new runner and me getting much much faster at the marathon the main difference is that i had you know run however many thousands of miles just you know like your body just learns to run and you just get better as a runner without thinking about it, without even working that hard, just getting out there and running, uh, is like this constant, you know, engine that's sort of always making you better and better just by you getting out there and doing it. So I completely agree. That's that's the most important thing. And it doesn't mean you can't take breaks now and then, like now and then for me a, a break where I stop thinking about running entirely for two, three months even, is kinda sometimes what it takes for me to to get back out there and be consistent again. Uh, so so breaks can be part of it, but I think when you're when you're not in that mode, just basically it, it comes down to getting miles in. <laughs> like the difference between good runners and bad runners often is is how much mileage they do. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: you know, I mean, if you think about it, it's you can know you could be very book smart about running, and you could know all these different tricks and all these different things that you should be focusing on. But if you're not out there doing it, if you're not out there practicing it, then all that stuff is useless, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and and so. And, and really the best way to learn and the best way to learn how your body reacts to the mileage, how it reacts to what you're putting in it food-wise and, and the heat and all this stuff is to, is to get out there and do it. And so building that consistent running routine and consistency within your training is, is really uh, the first place that everybody should begin. But of course, it's also really hard because especially if you're, if you're just starting out with running, um, you know, running is hard and it hurts and it's uncomfortable and it might not always be fun. So, it's hard to get yourself out the door. It's hard to to create that consistency and and create that routine that you, that's sustainable
0: right so uh I guess we could talk then about some ways to to do that for me the the thing the idea that it was hard that was that was the big obstacle in in getting started and and becoming a consistent runner um it when I started running, I always ran fast, and I just thought that was how you did it. I thought that like you know going back to the gym class days and any sports team it was always like when you finish a run you better be pretty tired you better be exhausted or you didn't really work hard you didn't get a good workout in uh so it took for me that was one of the huge lessons of running and what made me start actually liking running instead of hating it uh was learning that it was okay to run really really slowly and this is the conversational pace that we talk about all the time Mm -hmm. um you know when we're talking about a consistent running routine it's not to say you have to do all your miles that way but if you're not Already doing a significant percentage of your miles that way, probably seventy-five percent or more. Uh, that's one way that that just to just to make running way less of a of a you know chore, way, way less of a thing to have to do, and, and something that you can actually start to enjoy.
1: Yeah, of course. I guess we should clarify that with. By consistently running, we're talking about consistently running. We're not talking about consistency within the actual run. So you probably want to add some variety in there, some speed or and some slow, some hills, some you know uh, different terrain, that kind of thing. So there is variety within this consistent routine. Yep. Um, But but you're right. I mean, so slowing down, like exactly. So part of the reason why it's so uncomfortable for a lot of people is because they try to go way too fast. So the first step should probably be to slow down. Um, and, and get comfortable running slowly so that it doesn't hurt, so that you can enjoy it more instead of be in this constant pain.
0: Yep, and this is something also I think a lot of people will feel like they should be working harder, uh, but but there are several popular approaches out there, Phil Maffetone being the the one that most people know, mainly because Rich Roll did it and talked about it in his book. I don't think he, Rich Roll mentioned Maffetone's method in his book, but that's essentially what he was doing when he was keeping his heart rate Below the aerobic threshold, uh, so basically just on doing all easy runs for—I don't know if he said exactly how long—but you know, two or three months of just easy runs. Now, that's that's certainly not the only approach, and there are lots of people who who would disagree that that's the the way to to train. Uh, but for especially for someone who's just coming back to running or just starting running in the first place, you're not—you know—it's not like you're falling way behind because you're you're doing all your runs really easy. Like that to me is is a wonderful way to. Get started and just get used to it, like learn how to do it, learn all these things without having to work too hard yet like build that aerobic base, uh, and I think a few months of that can can really set you up, even a more experienced runner can set you up for a, a great training cycle
1: yeah it's it's all about building that base and, and building that uh, that kind of baseline strength that that you can then build off of uh, to get faster and to go longer and all that stuff but so a lot of i mean really what routine building. And cons- consistency boils down to is is creating the habit of going out there and running, um, you know, three, four, or five times a week. Uh, we talk a lot about habits on this podcast, of course. We don't need to go into too much of that, but but how you know how how do you create a running habit that's that's sustainable? Do you think?
0: Yeah, this is this is sort of a hard question because for me, like whenever I've run very consistently, it's been when I'm following a training plan. So, right. so when I'm 18 weeks or 16 weeks out from a marathon, you know, I get a training plan or I make one or whatever. But either way, I know exactly what run I'm doing every day for the next 16 weeks. Assum- I mean, of course, it's subject to change, you know, due to injury, as it, as it should be, uh, or due to you know the rest of things that happen in life. Hopefully, hopefully not injury. Hopefully not, but it, but sometimes will happen when when the person writing your training plan wrote it. They they don't know that you're gonna get injured on week seven. So like you you don't just keep plowing through the plan. Right. Once they, you know, and I think a lot of people get that wrong. So, uh, but anyway, for, for whatever reason that you, you 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 might get off the plan, but that's not the point. The point is <laughs> the point is that when we're when you're trying to build this base consistent thing, there aren't often plans for that. Like that's not you can't usually. I guess I'm sure there are books that that are kind of year round training manuals that would that would tell you here's here's what you do in phase one before you even get to a training cycle, mm-hmm. but. There's not as much of like, here's exactly what to do for the next eight weeks while you're just trying to build your base. So it's kind of on you, the the runner, to say, just to, like to hold yourself accountable. So you may not have a, a set schedule, but I think if you can figure it out on your own, like like make some sort of commitment to yourself that says, here's what I want to do. I, maybe my goal is to get up to running five days a week before I start actual serious training and I'm, I'm going to do eight weeks of this. Um... But my, my peak that I'm going to hit is five days a week, and in these first four weeks when I'm getting started, I'm going to ramp up to that. So maybe it'll be just maybe two or three runs per week the first few weeks, and then it'll be four for two more weeks, and then you'll get to to whatever your goal is, and in this case, five runs a week. But I think actually saying these are the specific days when I am running, that really helps, because if it's just kind of like, well, I'm I'm trying to run three times a week, it's really 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 easy to not do that and just to put it off and or just forget about it like i forget about things like that all the time if i don't actually have a day that is for this behavior so i think that's probably the most important thing is just having some kind of commitment some kind of schedule that says here's when i am supposed to run so that so that you know it's actually something to do and that if you miss it you you feel a little bit bad about it
1: yeah, yeah i mean you know i think that anyone even even total beginner runners can create that uh that plan or that schedule for their running and that can act as in place of the training plan that you might get when you're training for a big race goal so even if it was just 2 miles on Tuesday 3 miles on Wednesday 3 miles on on Thursday and 4 miles on Saturday even if it was something as that simple and it was you know basically the same thing or just a little bit different week after week um, you know at least having that written down, having it on your calendar, having it nailed to your or, uh, you know on, on your on your um, refrigerator with a nail, magnet nail magnet <laughs> okay. yeah, don 't nail it to your refrigerator no, <laughs> Not no but have it there so that people can see it and so you can see it um, and know that you have to run on this day and you have to you know go out for there for thirty minutes or forty minutes yep. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a good thing to do. So having that, having that plan even when you're not actually in the middle of a training plan. Yep. And just, you know, for people who are thinking about just maintenance weeks where you're not actually training for a plan, if you're sticking to a four to five day or run per week schedule, um, you know, the having a few off days is good. And having at least one run that's a little bit longer, maybe 25 to, to even up to 50% longer than your typical weekday run. So if you're running five miles on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, then you'd want a a seven or eight mile run. Um, I'm sorry, a six or seven mile run on, um, on Saturday just to kind of give yourself or Sunday, just to give yourself a little bit of a longer run to help, Mm -hmm. uh, when you do go in and get into the training plan.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I love the, uh, I love the refrigerator thing. Like that—that's not not being metaphorical and saying you know pin it to your refrigerator. Not you're not gonna nail it or pin it to your refrigerator. You're gonna actually just tape it to your refrigerator. Um, magnet. You could use a magnet. A magnet could work too. <laughs> but but actually doing that step of of printing off, making a schedule on the computer, or going to a, you know printing off a calendar on the computer and then filling it in, and then putting it up there. Like it, not on your iPad. Actually print it out and put it up there if you still have a printer. Put it up there on the refrigerator because it, it really is a motivating, fun thing. It's like you know, people – if you live with anyone, they see it as well, and it just makes it all feel way more real. So I'm a huge fan of that. Um, and then to build on what you said, Doug, like if someone's actually trying to design the schedule, if you, we've talked about this 10% rule and that if you've run before and you know that in recent history, you've run a certain number of miles per week and you did that amount very comfortably without – tons of effort or always feeling like you were just on the brink of injury that's like your baseline and you let's say you've done 25 miles per week pretty consistently and without problems but then you took some time off for because of an injury or because of whatever you can you don't have to follow the 10 percent rule in ramping back up to that 25 miles per week you can get up there pretty quickly maybe just take two three weeks to get there starting from zero or five miles per week um, once you're beyond that that's when you want to start paying attention to 10 percent rule meaning mm-hmm. don't increase your weekly mileage by more than 10%. Uh, if you're a complete beginner, though, I would start – again, we talk about the small steps thing all the time, but I think that starting as small as you possibly can is is good. Whatever the amount is that it's so small that you don't even really consider procrastinating on it. If like, So if it's like a seven-minute run, maybe maybe you're going out to run a mile and it takes 10 minutes. If for you that's that's a, a you know bite-sized thing that you can just do without a problem, without pushing it back, without dreading it all day, then that's totally fine. But if you find yourself not wanting to do that, if you find any resistance to doing that, then lessen the amount that you have to do at the beginning of your schedule. And again, I, I would suggest you actually do write these in, write, write in for the first week that it's going to be, if you decide that five minutes is your is your first amount, then just put in five-minute runs those first three or four days in that first week that you're doing it. Uh, and if that's too much, you can do even less than that. Just The point is get yourself in the habit of seeing this stuff on the schedule, doing it, no matter how small it is, and then putting a check in it or putting an X in it, some kind of little tiny reward that says, "I actually did this thing uh, that that's how you build that habit foundation and then within a few weeks, that has ramped up you know probably following something like the 10% rule if you're a brand new runner uh, but then that you know that has ramped up to two three miles a day and then then you're you're off and running. I mean then, then you're then you're getting pretty close to to getting up to whatever I mean, it all depends on what your what your goal is for this base building period. Um, but once you run three miles a week, four or five times, I mean, you can you can get you're ready to start training for whatever race you might want to run. Half marathon, marathon, you probably want a little bit more of a base. But you're 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 a runner, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. My the the other thing with the the schedule that I'd just like to harp on a little bit more is is uh, making it being consistent with the time of day that you're doing it, or or making that really part of your of your overall routine, not just your running routine, like adding running in. So maybe that is before work or after work or, you know, on your way to the gym or, you know, just whatever it is, finding that time and being consistent with that time so that then it's not always a, at the end of the day, you're like, oh man, you know, I forgot to run today. Right. I've got to figure out, find a time to do that. If you know when it's going to be, then you can schedule everything else around it and it becomes all of a sudden, it's not this big deal that you keep procrastinating on throughout the day
0: yeah that's a very very good point uh one that i have when i was doing like my my running streak one of my weaknesses was that i didn't really have a set time so there were a lot of times when i would finish dinner and then be like damn it i didn't get my run in today and now i've got to go do it and you know i don't really feel like running because i just ate dinner but it's you have to do it so (laughs) pick a time definitely pick a time and aside from those you know things we're talking about the the classic habit change advice it says exactly that, that you should be doing – if you want the habit to form faster and be, and really start to feel like an automatic thing that doesn't take any willpower or any effort to do, then put it at the same time each day and put it following the same trigger each day. So if it, as you said, fits into your routine so that there are other things around it, specifically there are other things before it, and maybe it's you walk in the door from work at the end of the day at 5 o'clock or whatever, and the first thing you do is you go to get your run in. Or maybe it's you wake up and brush your teeth, and as soon as you finish brushing your teeth, you get your shoes on and you go run. Maybe it's your lunch break at work, but like you, you have something that says that signals to your brain, okay, now it's time to do this habit that I'm trying to form. And again, if you can keep it at the same time each day, as well as this consistent trigger before it, uh, that that's going to just serve to strengthen that th- that effect that that thing that says once this happens, then go do this automatic thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so right now I am after the Thunder Rock 100. I took a little bit of time off, and I am in this kind of limbo area where I'm not really training for anything specific, uh, but I want to maintain that consistency. I want to maintain the regular running schedule, partly because it's fun and, and I like it, uh, and I need it for my mental stability as well, But but also because I don't want to lose that consistency and I don't want to lose that strength. So a few things that I've been doing recently, since I'm not really... Training or anything um, is just doing all kinds of different things that are mixing it up that I wouldn't normally do. So I've been spending a lot more time on the track, which I haven't done in since I trained for a marathon several years ago. Um, and I am doing things like, like running my errands. The other day, I was, I had to go to CVS and I had to go to the hardware store, and I just you know took a little backpack and ran my errands. I'm trying <laughs> to do things that that are. Are, are different and fun, and but still getting me out the door, and still getting, you know, getting me to log some miles and and kind of mix things up.
0: And and what is the reason? Because just to just to make it different, so that it's so that it's not the same boring run every time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like like you said, it's it's hard to maintain motivation, and, and you need that motivation for the consistency. Um if you're not training for anything if if there's no end goal in mind and right now right, I don't right. really have that goal so so this my current goal is to really just kind of have fun with it and and take you know think outside the box a little bit with my running and with my training and and kind of do things that that are just that feel good but um are still a little bit challenging and and keeping me from keeping me running every day
0: yeah good and i mean and we've had episodes about around this entire topic but you 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 absolutely should Mix up the stuff you are doing for your running once you 've reached the point of boredom for someone who's who's a new runner uh, you know you may not need this at all, especially if you 've got a race that 's in mind and that what you 're doing now in building a base is the first of many steps, maybe the first of a nine month process to get to a half marathon finish line or something right. you know then you 've got the thing, and probably then just doing some whether it 's road running or a trail run, but if it 's just something that 's not all that interesting, perhaps. But because you're new, it's it's not that hard to just – and because you have a goal that's that's clearly at the end of this, you know, you can – the the motivation issue isn't really there yet. There's not a big problem with being motivated, and you can do the same thing over and over. Uh, but a lot of times if after a layoff or, like you said, after you've achieved something that you've been working towards and you don't just have a new thing right away because sometimes you do and sometimes you don't where, where you have – you immediately know what it is you want to go do next um, – you know mix it up find all you can run there's a million different ways to, to do running like we mentioned roads we mentioned trails those are that's the obvious one for me is, is if you've only run roads try to start running trails in terms of variety because it's a totally different experience and can, can it just i don't know way lots of more sensory input with not the same boring step every time uh, so that's one. You can vary what you're listening to. If you're not listening to anything, you can try listening to something. Uh, could be music. Could be podcasts. Could be audiobooks. All that stuff. A lot of times that's what gets me out the door to run. Um, you mentioned the track. So there's there's speed work. There's hill work. I mean, all these different things you could do that you've never done before. Hold on. I'm getting a uh, knock on my door at the Stanford Inn. <laughs> I don't know if she's knocking on mine or the, the neighboring door. Hold on one second. Alright, I am back, Doug. That was the lovely housekeeping at the Stanford Inn. Coming here to, to clean my room.
1: <laughs> I hope you didn't miss your, your bed being made.
0: I did not I did not, because they're gonna come back when we're done this. Okay, um, okay. I'm actually giving a talk in, in about forty minutes about about Nomad Athlete and running and stuff, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but anyway, no, the bed making is is secondary to the they bring two cookies every day that uh that are vegan, of course, because they're made here. And they're delicious. And I have been destroying them after these runs. I've become, cause, cause typically the runs are like, I don't know, some of them have been at like 8, eight nine o'clock. And we come back from that and the room is made and I just house these cookies. Uh, Wait, so, in the morning?
1: 8, 9 o'clock in the morning?
0: Yeah. For some reason, I guess they, yeah. I mean, it's what, it's only it's only about that time now here. It's about 10 o'clock in the day. So they, okay. they do early cleanups here, I guess. Early housekeeping. Uh, yeah, and they also each day put a new log in your fireplace it's 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 an eco resort i would imagine fireplaces are not the most eco-friendly thing but they they use special wood that is all all like as as eco-friendly as it can be i guess and (laughs) they put this log in the fireplace and get it all set up so all you need to do is strike a match and you just have a fire what yeah no every day so it's it's been a very nice thing last night was the first night that i was so tired I, i didn't even do it i was just in my bed looking at the fireplace i was like i gotta get up and light that and then i just just couldn't so. do it i was just that tired <laughs> all you had to do was light a match but you can't <laughs> that was just that was just too much that was too big of a step that's
1: what two runs a day will do too.
0: Yeah, yeah it really will and it has made me just so hungry too i've just been eating so much food but anyway this is uh, this is beside the point um of consistent running that we're trying to talk about right so um so as i was saying you know, you can you can. There's so many different ways to mix up your running. There's one on No Meat Athlete a post called "63 Ways to Shake Up Your Running Routine." And if you just go there, you'll see a bunch of links and things just to different ideas. And that's kind of an old post, but it will give you a sense of the amount of things you can do to just do something fun or running streak. That's something we've both done. Both yeah. got a lot of motivation out of that just because it's a t- totally different way of running than what most people are used to. And I think a lot of people think you can't run every day. They think that's not healthy or that you just shouldn't be able to do that. Granted, it's not probably the ideal way to train. I mean, I think there is room for a, a good rest day and certainly for mixing up the training because, like, when I did my running streak, it wasn't really much variety in the runs. It was just get this easy run in of at least, I forget what I said, two or three miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that can be a really big motivator. Like, so if if the race is too far off or you're, you're in this period where you just want to be building this base and it may, may not lead anywhere one of the things that could be your motivation is i'm going to see how many days in a row i can run and and that right there i mean that 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 screams consistency right every day
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know and and we we mentioned this uh recently in a in a different podcast but but that going all in for a set amount of time you know whether it's 7 days or 30 days or as long as you can that that's a great way to build that a habit and to establish that routine so Definitely. Um, for much longer than than just the time of the actual streak, you're going to benefit from those habits and those routines that you're establishing around the actual act
0: of running. Right. I like that, and that's that is a very important thing. That that it builds all that stuff. Um, and you know, I mean, and this this that concept applies to a lot of things. Like in building a habit, you, the benefits aren't always you know visible on the surface. Like the the benefits to doing a daily running streak at a really easy pace. Aren't necessarily going to be that you look like this physically ripped runner who's in great shape, but you've but it has strengthened the routines around it if you've done it correctly, um, so that so that this the habit of running has been formed and and hopefully you know you've got an activity before it and a trigger and it happens at the same time and you've just strengthened that that thing that consistency so that so that then it has become something that you can do day in day out uh, so that even if you pull back from there and you end up only doing it five days a week you've got that structure in place. Uh, I think that will only serve you going forward. Absolutely. So, So, so,
1: yeah. So, so I think we're about to wrap up. Just quickly before uh, we completely finish this topic, I want you know part of what you're doing when you're building that consistency with the run streak is, and, and consistency in general is teaching the body how to handle those types of runs and how to handle that distance. And that's going to help prevent injuries because if you're only, you know, if you're taking days off all the time, like long stretches off and then you try to go and run a hard workout or you're just doing long runs and you're skipping your weekday runs, your risk of injury goes way up because your body's just not used to handling the pounding and and handling what you're asking of it with your running. So, you really need that consistency or that consistency will help a lot when it comes to injury prevention. Once you do start ramping up your mileage and you do start doing these harder workouts,
0: yeah. You know, uh, I could actually speak to that from my experience. This week, we did yesterday. I was actually quite proud of myself. We ran an eight mile run. It was a long road along these beautiful cliffs along the ocean. It was amazing. Uh, and the people I was with, we did something like a seven forty five pace probably for the for the whole thing, which is pretty good for me because that you know not being in any kind of training pace just to go run like that I'm, That that's pretty good for me um but i noticed that today my knees are killing me not not in the joints but around the knee in, and this is what happened i remember this from the first time i started training for a marathon that after the long run days i would feel this type of feeling where the, mm-hmm. the sides of my knee they just feel this general sort of muscle soreness and i i i mean you know when i was when i was kind of in peak shape like i would never feel that sort of thing and I think it's just a pounding issue, like really it was just that I hadn't really done many runs like that, and suddenly went out and did one you know me this is this is speaking to inconsistent running for sure because that's kind of <laughs> what I've been for the past few weeks although i have i mean i I trained for this thing got myself into shape, but uh didn't do anything at that pace or that distance, so I just noticed that like i mean you we i've I kind of knew this, but you really do train for the pounding it doesn't sound i don't know sometimes I always wonder like could road runs really be would would anyone ever say that that a road run is better than a trail run right because i've heard people say if you're training for a road race you shouldn't do all your training on trails because you won't teach your body to get used to that pounding right um but i've kind of wondered in my head before like okay, like can you actually really train yourself to be used to the pounding or is it just doing damage every time you do it uh but but yesterday that that pretty clearly told me i mean like you know i don't typically feel that way after a, a seven or eight mile run and it's not I don't mean just my muscles are sore it's this feeling that comes from pounding on roads uh but I'm not used to that so to what happens. so like yeah, said, yeah no I mean I, I really
1: think that you're and this is going off topic a little bit but I really think that your body and your knees especially adapt to what you're asking of it over time and and people all the time talk about oh you must be doing so much damage to your knees well if they went out and tried to run 15 miles uh through the mountains or on the road or whatever then yeah their knees are gonna hurt like hell because they haven't trained for it. Right. And they haven't, their bodies aren't used to it. They haven't adapted to it. But if you build up to it, you know, with consistent running with, you know, proper increase in mileage week after week, then, then your body adapts to it. And, and I don't think that you're really doing the damage that a lot of non runners think you're doing. Right.
0: I would agree with you. All right. So I think that about wraps up, uh, what there is to say about consistency. This has been part one of our, of our summer running camp. And, uh, I think I think these will be good. I'm looking forward to the next next four or five of these. And um, anything else, Doug? Oh yeah, we need to tell them about uh, tell the nice people about what you have what you have on offer.
1: Yeah, well, you know, part of the reason we're doing this, uh, or really the the where the idea came from, is is a program that I'm doing over at Rock Creek Runner called the Next Level Runner, which is a monthly program. It's a goal oriented membership program where we go in depth on a topic like this, so running consistency or form or Or several of the things that we're going to be touching, uh, scratching the surface on in this running camp. Um, But we go really in depth. We set actionable goals, um, and and that's that's through videos, through text, through interviews with different coaches, um, so that you can you can really focus on one kind of fundamental aspect of your running each month. Set a goal for that for that fundamental aspect, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and and um, and then build off that on the next the next month. So. Uh, that's called the Next Level Runner Program. It's over at Rocket Runner, and if you want to check it out, um, you can. We set up a link: nomedathlete.com/slash-next-level, and that will take you to a page where you can learn more about it and and, and join the program.
0: Yeah, and that uh, that was based. I guess the idea for that came from the guest post that you wrote for Nomad Athlete. I think it was last year, twelve. Yeah, was it was it at the end of the year? Twelve monthly running goals for your strongest year of running ever, or something like that. Uh, which yep. was immensely popular, and people really, really liked it. It seems like that idea of one running goal per month. So if you want to look that up, I'm sure if you typed in Nomad Athlete 12 Monthly Running Goals, you'll probably find Doug's post about it. Um, and, yeah, I, from from what I can tell, it seems like a, a really neat extension of that, This uh, what you have there at Next Level Runner.
1: Yeah, it,
0: it's pretty cool. It's been fun to do that. Good. All right. Uh, well, hope you all have enjoyed this Part 1 of our Summer Running Camp series and we look forward to talk to you talking to you soon.
1: Yeah, and if anybody has uh, or wants to write like a salute your shorts style song for the <laughs> for the intro for this summer camp then uh we're all ears. We'd love to hear That's it. That's what we need.
0: Man, I love Salute Your Shorts. That was one of the best shows in the world. <laughs> that Budnick, was so good. Butnick Budnick what was his name. Donkey Lips or Donkey Lips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, enough of that. We will talk to you all later. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. <laughs> have a
1: have a great time at uh, in California. Thank you. I will. All right, bye.